to the Krypton Podcast, your podcast for all things related to sci-fi's upcoming Superman prequel show, Krypton. I'm Michelle, and with me today is Lacey and Andy, as always. Say hi. What up? Uh, so the show starts on Wednesday, the uh, March 21st at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and leading up to... The show, uh, Sci-Fi has been doing a lot of promotional stuff, uh, trying to get us into the show. One of the things they did was a making of the Legends special that they aired on, I think it was Saturday it aired for the first time, but they've been playing it over and over again. They've also been doing some marathons of the Superman movies, um, some of the animated stuff as well. So we all got a chance to watch the uh, making of a Legend little documentary. Um, what did you guys think about it? Um, well, I thought, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there that I thought it was going to be longer. I'll just own up. I'll just own up to that straight out of the gate. Um, (laughs) And I really, I love, I'm of, I'm of a couple of minds of this. Number one, I always love stuff like this that includes like creators and various level of fans who get to talk about why they love something so much that always like watching the different, you know, sorts of people who wanted to talk about how much Superman meant to them. Like that always makes me happy. Um, but I also am a little, and I guess, I guess I should like stop whining about this because the show's on in two days and I can just watch it. But I'm like, I thought there was going to be more about the show versus just about sort of Superman's legacy and impact and the great history that the character has in a variety of mediums. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was going to be longer too. Um, but you know, I, I know that sometimes these you know these documentary specials like you know, there's only so much you can. I, mean, I don't know. I, I think it was only, I think it was done a couple like a month or two or something like that. And I think it's yeah. I mean, I mean, I will say that the marketing for Krypton has been really interesting because you know there was a time where you know after we heard the series got picked up that it was just like nothing coming out of the show. It's like we the first time we got anything was at Comic Con last year, and then slowly we started getting news like throughout the year. So um. And I agree with Lazy. Like I thought it was going to be featuring more about the show, but I will say that I mean I've not watched every trailer that's come out because I don't want to spoil myself too much. But like I feel like I saw way more than that I've seen previously. I feel like you know we we've, we've seen a couple of scenes now. We've seen more of the setting. We've seen more of kind of the atmosphere, which I thought was really cool. Like it's like. People talking about like how this kind of it's gonna feel very cinematic and whatnot. Like, like, like they were not kidding. Like this feels very. I mean, I mean, we, I mean, if we're looking at some of the other these TV shows, like you know, like because they're all set on Earth and whatnot. Um, I feel like we we're seeing this, and it's kind of like this looks because I, <laughs> part of me, like when knowing that this show was gonna be on sci-fi, I thought it was really gonna be like. Once upon a time, where you can kind of tell there's like green screen and blue screen and stuff like that these days. Uh, I mean, I'm I stopped watching it the season four, so like I I won't comment on the writing and so on. But um, I know like when I watch scenes there, like they, it looks you know a little weird. But then I see Krypton, it's like I feel like this feels like I'm watching a movie set in forty minutes, even though I've only seen like two minutes of it. Um, but I'm. But I, I. It was. It was really great. I mean, I, it was really for me. It was personally really great to see some of my friends featured in the documentary. You know, shout out to Lauren Galloway and Katrina Dennis. Like, Ooh, like, yeah. Like, I'm gonna like when when I go to WonderCon this week and I see Lauren, I'm gonna be like, I want your autograph. Like, <laughs> I got to have it. It was. Oh, yeah. you know, it was. It was great. As soon as I saw Lauren, I tweeted her and I'm like, Oh my God, you're on my TV. <laughs> 
was it was exciting. It's always nice to see somebody that you know, um, you know, doing these kind of things and and getting to to talk about stuff that they love, mm-hmm. um, which is always really fun. I think for me, the biggest takeaway. I mean, there's a couple of things, and we can kind of talk about them. But the biggest takeaway for me was um, Cameron. And knowing and seeing what a huge Superman fan he is. Yes. And, you know, that that's a thing where, you know, there's something to be said about a great cast of a TV show. And when you can tell that, like, the actors are really into what they're doing or that they're a fan of it as well, not just doing a job, I think it brings a different level And so for me, like, I immediately was like, oh, my God, you're, like, my favorite person. You're, like, a gigantic Superman fan, and now you're going to play Superman's grandfather. That has to be this coolest thing ever. So, like, that's so nice to watch people nerd out about something. I love that. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I think about how, like, you know, you're, like, my favorite stuff. Like, I geek out about it. And, like, if I got to be in like a Batman movie, I'd freak out, you know? So it's like, (laughs) oh, you're getting to, like, live the dream. Like, that's so cool. Are you announced? Are you officially announced that you're going to be in Matt Reeves to Batman? Are you <laughs> taking over Ben Affleck? <laughs> uh, Batgirl. I could be Batgirl. <laughs> are you going to be Batman? Gordon. <laughs> um, I liked. Uh, yeah, I felt like they did. A, there was a lot of like talking about the comics and stuff. The you know the different Superman comics and. I mean, seeing that stuff was cool, although like you guys both said, I thought we were going to get a little bit more about the show. Um, One of the things I thought was interesting was they brought up Adam Strange um, and how that character is sort of the gateway to other planets and other DC properties. Um, And so I felt like that was kind of their way of saying like, oh, somewhere along the line, you're going to get to see, you know, other he maybe heroes or have some time like it might not just be Adam who's time traveling. Maybe eventually we will get to see Superman or you know the Hawks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love I would love I would love to see different worlds like because like, I mean I don't know if we're gonna say they're superheroes, but I like I mean at least for in that time period. But I'm sure they could they can come from the present. But I I'm still really hoping we get to see Oa. In like in the past, like seeing like what was oh well like two hundred years ago, and uh, you know with the guardians and so on. like not necessarily seeing Green Lanterns and whatnot, but kind of say like the beginning of the of them, uh, mm-hmm. and who I mean who knows maybe that becomes a spinoff I don't know, uh, and <laughs> I don't know but then I, I, I don't know if they do a prequel show about Green Lantern I feel like people are gonna be like they're gonna be rioting because it's like you're like what is up with all them prequels, um, <laughs> but uh, because we're getting a you know a Metropolis prequel too yeah. on. Streaming service is kind of like, but it would be cool to kind of you know go to Fangar and go to to um, Oa and maybe Mars see like you know maybe a a I mean, is it John Jones to be supposed to be like really really old anyway? I think so. yeah. I mean that's definitely I think a character that you could end up seeing. So I'm just um, I'm just saying yeah, but I I I think that it would be really cool to see something like that. To go to other worlds and whatnot, and um, so hopefully, if we get a second season, you know, and that's something they will explore or whatnot. Yeah, and they mentioned um, uh, David Goyer mentioned too, like you know, Doomsday's origin happens on Krypton, so he's he mentioned that that might get wrapped into this story, and um, so that would be cool, like getting to see that kind of stuff, like the beginning of that stuff. 
Um, it's an awful lot of name dropping going on, which I yeah. Think <laughs> well, they, this happens on all these DC shows. I mean, who knows how much of that will actually end up, you know, making it to the right. screen, or whether it'll just be sort of an Easter egg hidden in an episode somewhere. But it's nice that they're thinking about that. I liked too that they kind of um because I feel like we don't really know a lot about like what this show really is. You know, you you get this basic general gist of you know. you know superman is in danger of never being born but like you don't really get like a full encompassing idea of what is actually going on um and so they talked a bit about how you know when we meet seg he's not like completely there in terms of being you know like a fully like you know grown adult with you know all his morals and laurels and all those things um so it's and they were saying how it's like kind of his journey to being this really good person. And like, that's where, you know, the house of elves, you know, um, what's the word I want here? I'm sorry. My brain just went <laughs> like, a yeah, just like, you know, their hope and like where all of that comes from the idea that like the house of elves stands for what, what, what they stand for and what they represent and how this is sort of how Segel gets to be that person that sort of starts that. Yeah, I have a feeling like I'm going to be doing this a lot this year, which is talking about how Krypton reminds me of Game of Thrones. But, <laughs> but I and part of that I think is because Barristan Selmy is part of the House of El, but that's fine. And the whole thing about like you know what we when we look at the at the Superman symbol, like what we think it means and how it stands for for us, like true justice, the American way, all of the good, you know, hope and optimism that that we think of when we think of Superman, like well. Where did that come from? It reminds me a lot about how people always sort of think about the Starks on Game of Thrones. Like, they're the really good family in the North that's, you know, loyal and brave and honorable and whatnot. But, like, they probably weren't always like that. How did they How did they get to that point? Like, how did the myth of that name kind of evolve? So I'm really curious to see. I think actually it was Lauren who said this in, in one of her clips on the on the making of legend special, she said that we don't know what, what that insignia means in sort of like the context of the society that they lived in, just sort of how we see it now. And I think that I, I have to assume that we're going to find out it means something much different than what we tend to think of it as. And I'm really oddly excited about that. Because of that question, I mean, what does the S stand for you? I mean, what does the Superman S mean personally to you guys? And you're not we're talking about it because that's kind of interesting. Uh, well, I always loved the line from um, maybe I, I don't know. I feel like I've watched a lot of Superman-related things lately, and I think this is from Man of Steel. But the part where we think that it means, or maybe it's Supergirl. I don't even remember. Apologies for the fact that I'm going to get the source of this wrong. But what I love about the idea of Superman is kind of what. What it's either Man of Steel or Supergirl. Somebody will yell at me on the internet and correct me. I'm sure, but the part about you know it stand it stands that it doesn't stand for like one person being like stronger than everyone else. It means that you know we're stronger together. Like, and I think that Superman as a symbol provides that for a lot of people because he he is hope and optimism and the belief that you can make a difference in the face of impossible odds. I think it's really true 
that he is the most hopeful probably of the DC superheroes. And I think that that is why so many people over so long have responded to him. And now I'm going to have to Google where that it was. It was super cool because I remember like the the, literally the second episode, I think of the season is of the series is called stronger, stronger together. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I think you're right. I think that's, that was super cool because I think, because the man still, he says that it, it it's it's not an S. It's, it's it's a it's a symbol for hope. Yeah, I like that too. So they both work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll do better next week. No, it's 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 all good. <laughs> Michelle, what does it mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I it it's definitely. I, I think I agree with the, uh, you know, like you said, in Man of Steel, or I think it's in Justice League, he refers to it as as the symbol for hope. And I, I feel like Superman sort of just inspires that, not just for himself, but in other people. You know, like, when they see Superman, or just knowing that Superman is there makes people hopeful. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like Justice League, the movie. And there are many comments that could be made about that movie in terms of good or bad or indifferent. Um, I personally really liked that movie, but one of the things that I thought that they did do well was sort of show how once Superman is gone, that the world loses hope and becomes more of like a dreary place. And they, um, you know, they really are, are missing him. And that's why, you know, Batman is so determined to bring him back because he's not just because he feels like, oh, he's really strong and, you know, we need him to fight Steppenwolf, but because he he gives something to the people that Batman can't, mm-hmm. um, you know, like he has a he has a line in the movie where he tells Wonder Woman, you know, he was or, or Alfred. I just watched this movie. One of them, he tells them. That will tell you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, you know, Superman was, more, he was more human than I, I could ever be. And, um, you know, this, it's interesting. The idea that like this alien who comes from another planet is able to uh, have more humanity than a human. Um, and so I think it just kind of, you know, Superman just kind of symbolizes that everybody can can be good. Yeah. I like that idea too. I like the idea that Superman is, is not just someone who shows up to, to save the day when something goes wrong, but that he's sort of a, I don't, I don't I'm going to say role model, but I don't really mean role model more like a, a, like his goal is to help people be better. Yeah. Like they said that's, um, I, again, you could have a lot of feelings about like, Batman versus Superman, the movie. But I, the one thing I really, one of the things I really did like about it was at the end when they made that statue or to, to Superman. And then the, the plaque, it says, if you seek his monument, look around you. Yeah. And that I think is a very like good summation of the good that Superman does for people. Like he doesn't just show up when, you know, a monster is attacking something like he's there to show people how to be, stronger together that's deep uh, i like that i know do you like how i got that tied back to the stronger together thing i messed up before i'm feeling i mean i mean i mean well well <laughs> done both of you well <laughs> uh, feel, i'm feeling real strong about that <laughs> and you know listen uh like david goyer is an executive producer on those films and he's an executive producer on this show so 
those themes should flow throughout. I'm super pumped about that because one of the things I liked the best about Man of Steel was the bit that was on Krypton. I thought that was really interesting because no other yes. movie really like spent that much time there. And I feel like if the vibe is going to be similar, I'm down for it. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I remember like when I, I went to see it by myself. So it's, it's probably a good thing that I went by myself because I remember like I, I gasped a lot over what we saw of Krypton because I'm like, I mean, we're we are past the Donner version. Like, I mean, look, I, Richard Donner and Superman stands me close near to my heart. But that being said, I was going, I was flabbergasted. Like, it made like, it more real than it had ever been. I think not mm-hmm. just real, but it felt like, like because you know, I'd also watched Ten Years of Small and so on. So we had like the you know the, the crypto, you know the Krypton that it was a lot of crystals, a lot of glass, and like very shiny whatever and so on. But with this, it felt like. It was like it was a little bit like seeing Star Wars and Star Trek merged together and whatnot, and like seeing all these animals flying around. Like it was just it was really cool. So like you know, and I, I'm for, personally I'm really happy that Goyer is part of this. Like I know he gets a bad rep sometimes. Uh, you know, I mean I know he said some you know controversial things about certain DC stuff and whatnot, but like, I think he's a phenomenal writer. He's one of my favorite writers in in Hollywood, and I'm I'm really happy that he's part of. That he's part of the of the show, and that he that he gets to like really, because like what if these like the idea the, the things we will see in Krypton, uh, the show is things that he wanted to, you know, like that he, you know, that was actually planned for the moving stone. That way that he kind of he's taking these like high you know high concept things to, you know, to, to television, which I think is really is really neat. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about it. It should be good. There's so much that they can, um, you know, there's, this is mostly like untapped, you know, there's not that much information about Krypton, what it's supposed to look like, or, or this particular period of time, you know, we, we know so much about just Superman. There's so many different mythologies around Superman and stories and things like that, but there's not that much about Krypton. And so it, it'll be really interesting to just kind of see where they go and you know where they take it. Um, and that might be good that we don't know much, by the way. Mm-hmm. That might be a good thing that we don't know much about the show because, like, you know, because I would like we you know we don't know what to expect. And maybe right. I mean I don't know, that could be that could be interesting, kind of just kind of like not knowing how what uh, you know what to expect or whatnot. Right. Because I feel like it's really like. You know, because when you have something like, you know, like Supergirl, Flash, or, or Arrow, and so it's kind of, I'm not saying predictable, but it's kind of like, there is so much source material out there that you can kind of expect. And well, of course, you're going to see the rogue, or, you know, of course, you're going to see, uh, I'm trying to think of a classic Supergirl villain, but I can't, I mean, I mean, of course, you're going to see Lie Wire, for example, like, or, or on Arrow, of course, you're going to see Merlin the Archer, or whatnot. But on a show like Krypton, it's like, what can we expect, really? So. Right. Um, I, I also think of, it'll, um, it'll be nice that this show will, I believe, mostly will avoid, uh, because there isn't so much source material, it will avoid the fandom, you know, that section of the fandom that will just constantly scream about how it's not right. Yeah. That's yeah. not right. Does fan, do fans do that, then? <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. Surprisingly, oh. <laughs> You know, like, there are people who will watch, you know, the shows that we have, like, you just mentioned, like, The Flash and Supergirl and, you know, Arrow and 
you know, they get so stuck on, well, this isn't how it is in the comic, and that's not how it is in the comic, even though there are so many different variations in the comics to begin with of these characters and these stories, but people sometimes get stuck on that. And, you know, what's nice is that Krypton will be able to avoid sort of that because there is, you know, there's there's a little bit to draw from in terms of, you know, we know you know, how and why Krypton blows up before Superman gets sent to Earth. Um, and then, you know, there was a there was the World of Krypton comic, which um, they did a reprint of for the show with a, a new cover of, with, of all the characters. I actually picked it up. I was shocked it was free. I was all prepped to pay for it. And I went to the comic book store and it was free. And I was like, oh. Well, that's amazing. So then I had to buy. Then I had to buy something because I was like, "Oh, I feel, <laughs> I feel like horrible if I just take this free thing and leave." So the, the struggle must be really real. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, I guess I'll buy a comic. Let me see what what else I should buy." I wasn't prepared, but. <laughs> well, did you buy? Did Did you buy anything in the end? I did. I bought a. I bought a uh, Riverdale comic. Oh, awesome! Which um, is the one that's tied into the show. Yeah, I think I bought number four or five. You know, it's one of when I go to the comic book store, I usually have like specific thing I'm looking for. So when I went in and that was free, then I was like all thrown off because I'm like, oh no, I didn't come in here prepared. What is this? What is this? I've never heard anyone complain about like, oh my god, now I don't have to pay for something. Well, I get it though, because then you feel like you have to because you don't want to just roll in, take the free thing, and roll out. That feels lame. Listen, yeah. I I have no shame over this. If I go into a store and it says like you all, this is free, take it. I'm like you know I'm gonna am I gonna take it? I'm here for it. I will take it. It's all good. <laughs> well, then I had to. Uh, so it was funny because I was buying them for myself and for the my two friends that I host my other podcast with. And so when they were free, I was like, oh well, now I want to take three of them. And so when <laughs> when I went up to the counter, I had to like explain myself or I felt the necessity to explain myself I was like is it okay if I take three of these I was like I thought that I had to pay for them and I was gonna pay for them and the the poor guy behind the counter was like yeah yeah I don't I don't I don't care take the three comics (laughs) but I (laughs) he sounds sounds very committed to his job I think he was just kind of like if there was a huge stack of them and he was probably just like yeah maybe just take the damn comics Because I had to like go through this whole thing about how like I was gonna buy them and I didn't realize that they were free and like I told my friends that I would get them one and he was just like uh huh yeah you can have three <laughs> but well, anyway that you got it read it <laughs> right so I did read it today and it's a reprint of the first issue from that series um interesting the art is definitely very different than any of the uh, pre promotions look like Krypton. Um, What I thought was really interesting when I was reading it is I felt like I was um, reading Altered Carbon. So I don't know if you guys watched that on Netflix. Oh, it's on my list to get to, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So I'll give you a quick description of that to explain why I was like, wow, this sounds like the same story. So Altered Carbon is basically like this, you know, very far in the future um, and people don't die. You like make clones if you have a lot of money you make a clone of yourself and then you re-sleeve they call it so like you have a they call it a stack in the back of your head that is basically like a like a zip drive i guess you take out of your your head and you put it in the other body 
Um, and then you can like resleeve if you don't have money, you can resleeve into a body that doesn't look like yours. Right. So that's the basis of that world. So in Krypton, they have this whole clone system where like, so you don't ever like if, if say like you get in an accident and you lose a limb because um, that happens in the beginning of the comic you just they they the doctors just go to your clone and like take the arm off your clone and put it on your body. Ew. <laughs> so you like you don't ever really die. Um and so the whole the whole first comic is about how this uh Kanzi is supposed to be getting married. So they pair you off, right? Like the um and he finds out that the woman that his mother has chosen for him is actually a younger clone of herself. Yep. You heard me correctly. (laughs) That's my commentary on all of this is just ew in various tones. (laughs) So he kills the clone and his mother and then he tries to kill himself. And Van L is like there for this whole thing. Um, And so that sparks what's the clone wars that go on for not to be confused with star wars clone wars uh these are krypton's clone wars so that cures off these clone wars that happen for a thousand years um and then bring us into this society um of krypton which is what we're going into now on this show where they have the uh instead of um like marriage you know you do like the genetic you know, genetically decide who your spouse is going to be. And you have the, um, you like make the, the children in the, the birthing units or whatever they're called. So this is kind of like, so what we're about to see, I guess is right after this comic. That was my general gist. Are the clones still around? No, the clones are gone. They won the, they won the clone war. All the clones were destroyed. Okay. The people who thought the clones should go won the war. I'm, okay. going to, I'm only going to think about like Star Wars when I hear about this. <laughs> right. I was like reading this and I'm like, oh God, every time I read Clone Wars, that's all I'm thinking about is Star Wars. But yeah, it was interesting to me because I was like, oh, this sounds just like Altered Carbon. And I was like, huh, that's funny. Not that that's like a super original idea, but... It was interesting. So, yeah. So, I mean, they've done a lot of this kind of promotion trying to get us amped up and into this show, which is great. Oh, yeah. You know, the more the more eyeballs watching it, you know, the more episodes we'll get, the more seasons we'll get. Well, I mean, I I mean, I think we can keep it at 10 episodes because I don't need another show with 23 episodes every season. Uh, CW, get on that. Uh, So I'm fine with it. But but multiple seasons, I'm totally game with that. I'm just like, I just. (laughs) That's what I meant. When I say more episodes, I mean multiple seasons. Oh, my Lord. Because because I I was like, I was like, girl, why would you want to ask for that? No, no, no. You know, the president of could be saying, why not? He's like, you know, hmm, Michelle Curran sure. of Krypton Podcast wants 23 episodes every season of Krypton. Oh, I will make that. No, no. We talked about this on my podcast yesterday about how uh, we realized that there's still seven episodes left of The Flash. And I was like, oh, there's still Wait, seven no, there really? We're not even yeah. we're, we're not even halfway through Supergirl because Supergirl went on this big hiatus. Oh, yeah, that uh, won't end until like June. Oh. I'm still stuck on there are really seven episodes of The Flash left like how I did the same thing my, 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 I was like we've got to be so close to the end right. not. I know 
we were talking about the flash and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, we're, we're, we're running down to the last few episodes. Right. And he's like, no, there's like seven left. I'm like, no. And I like pulled out, you know, IMDB and I'm like, there's seven episodes left. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I can't imagine that there's seven more episodes. So basically Krypton, please. We don't want to watch 22 episodes of your show. What are those seven episodes of Arrow? Just, you know, so, I mean, I, I feel I mean, the bigger pain is Arrow having seven more episodes, um, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, my, my, I mean, my tea is not ready yet, so like I can't t- talk too much about air, I guess. Um, Doesn't that one have like twenty three or twenty four episodes anyway? Sadly, like, yes. More than normal. Yeah, that's a lot. <sighs> I feel like I don't know. I just feel like we need to. American television needs to get like in sync with British TV. Like it's okay to have a show be as long as it needs to be, and if right. that is eight episodes, if that is ten episodes, if it's twelve episodes, like let it be that long, and it's however long it needs to be to tell the story boom and it's like even i love the like netflix marvel shows and i'm like mm, the punisher was like four episodes too long sorry it the punisher was a was a season too long <laughs> okay, that, i could have I, 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 I love john purple i i love micro i ship micro punish but i for me i just i don't think i need um i don't think i need a punisher show uh, but um, I, you know, that's um, people get angry when I don't when I don't say nice things about Punisher, so I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> well, but this is like like so I mentioned before we started recording that I just started watching Smallville because I didn't watch it when it was on, and I'm like, one of the reasons it's taken me so long to watch it is because it's 11 seasons, and Ten. they're like 22 to 24 episode seasons. And I'm like, my God, I'm going to watch like 700 hours of television. That's a lot. It's a lot of television. But I'm like, I really want to see Justin Hartley as Green Arrow. Yes. That's going to be a reward of itself. (laughs) I'm like, so I guess I have to watch this show. (laughs) Like, I have to stick it out. But like, I really, yeah, I feel like I look at some of my favorite TV shows and all of them are are somewhere in the vein of 10 to 16 episodes. Mm-hmm. And depending on the story, I think that really works. And then you don't, you don't get like do that. episodes. You don't have to do that thing where for three or four episodes in the middle of the season, they basically just like tread water and nothing happens, but they have to have four episodes because they have to get to 22. Right. Or you have these like random filler episodes like bottle episodes, and you're like, I don't. What is happening right now? Why? Although in the Flash's case, my plot. Full of for the Flash's case, when they have done standalone episodes lately, like you know the Ron Iris Run episode and the Flash Time episode, it's a, it's been even that's been even better than some of the stuff that's been going on with the Devoe things. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. we're starting to show that it has that kind of magical ability and so on. But I feel like with Krypton, it's going to be you know it's going to be a tight storytelling. I think, and I'm kind of excited to see what a de- you know because we're seeing Black Lightning also. It's like they only have three episodes, so that's really. That's really nice. It's really nice to kind of see like these DC shows like getting to take a page out of you know Marvel Netflix's book and kind of tell these types of stories and so on. So it's like you know I mean we see it through this document you know this special Krypton special is that this first season is really about Brainiac uh, as we learn about this Kryptonian society and whatnot. Now what what they will do for future seasons I I I could not say, but I I'm you know I've, it's gonna be neat to see you know like through this the kind of like, I feel like watching this special I kind of feel like there's not gonna be any moments wasted on filler i mean 
there's going to be some romances. I mean, I'm still think it's really cool that an L and a Zod is going to have a romance because mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm also I'm also genuinely excited that you know in this universe, General Zod will be African American. You know, like in you know his his ancestors. I mean, he will be he will he will be of some color. Yeah, you know because yeah, this would be his great great grand mother, I suppose. If this is his, like, you know, like, I mean, this could be, like, his mom's sister, or, like, I don't know, but it's, it's you know, I think it's neat. So, you know, but um, one thing that, that I took away from this document, you know, from this, why do I keep calling it documentary, Jesus, but is uh, the Nissa character, you know, the, and that, ho- the house of... Um, oh, Nissa Vex. Yeah, the, I, I, I'm i going to mistakenly call him Nissa Al Ghul at some point during this show. <laughs> um, but uh, I wonder where what that house stands for like you know we know what zod like the house of zod it's you know like they essentially like, i think they believe in the same thing as the house of l but they have different methods to it but the house of Vicks, i don't what do you guys think like do you guys i mean what did you guys take away from that because i'm kind of like hmm there's something up with this girl well number one i thought that her outfit was going to be like really great for cosplayers because she looks amazing oh. <laughs> I love her hair. Like I know, like she because she used that a lot longer hair before she started shooting the show. So I was kind of like, damn, that's that looks great. And I feel like, I feel like I shouldn't be like mentally sorting all these people into Harry Potter houses in my head, but I kind of am. And I'm like, she is Slytherin for sure. <laughs> Even like looks like a Malfoy. But uh, <laughs> but um, oh my god, now that you mention it, I didn't think about that. I mean, there's you know all these different things that you know different houses, different. You know, families in Game of Thrones, different guilds. It's all part of the same, like, all of our desires to get sorted into something. I bet you sci-fi will have, like, a what guild are you in quiz, like... Oh, my God, I hope they do. Like, we did it on the Flashpoint, like, last year for Christmas. Like, we did, uh, we sorted all the characters into Hogwarts houses. I think it's something we need to do an episode during the hiatus where we sort, um, the, you know, these Kryptonian characters into, <laughs> into Hogwarts houses. Yes, I would so be down for that. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> sorry, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. But as I mean, I'm just excited to learn about different. Um, I'm real. I feel like I have the barest sort of understanding about how this sort of Kryptonian political system functions, but I'm probably wrong about most of it since I've kind of pieced it together from promos and basically making it up. But I am really curious to see what these other families are like that we don't, you know, we don't recognize their names as much as L or Zod or anything like that. And I'm just really excited about Nissa because she's a she has the best look and the best name, and also because she seems to be sort of set up as kind of an antagonist of a sort. But I, I don't know why. I just have this gut feeling like she's not going to stay that way, and. I have no idea where that feeling comes from, but that's what I want to happen. Just because I, for some reason, have liked her from jump. Yeah. And I want her to not be terrible. I feel like she's going to be the character who, in the beginning, has the, an allegiance to her family, who is, you know, this political, like, you know, they're they're the political family. So they're very, like... Um, they're very manipulative and things like that. And I, but I think as time goes on, she'll start to like side with Seg and you'll see her be like the person who breaks from her family to try to help him. I hope anyway, I do like her. She looks super cool. I know. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, yeah, exactly. I think I hope. I mean, I don't know. She's. I mean, she's. I think she's like going to be like the um, the wild card in a good way. Which yeah. I'm kind of excited about because like, I don't think in in the com- I don't think this house exists. So I think like they can kind of make make what they want to, uh, kind of like in terms of like her direction. So, um, but um, but I, I'm kind of nervous that it's going to be probably a triangle between her and Lita and uh, and Zeg, and which I'm kind of like, man, these are aliens. <laughs> if you think, I mean, if we, if if we look at it for bigger picture, it's like, man. Even aliens have a like, CW drama going on. <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta have a you, you gotta have a little romance, <laughs> right? But it's like I don't know. Maybe these CW shows like are draining me kind of like, because you know, like one episode, one night I'm watching all the Flash doesn't really have triangles, but it's kind of like you know, there's a lot of emphasis on relationships in all these Arrowverse shows, and then then we have you know, I mean, then we have Riverdale that is kind of like the living embodiment of relationships. I mean, I'm right. sure at some, I'm sure, I'm sure at some point everyone will stuff with each other, even Arch and Jughead together. Which you know, I mean, that is something I secretly ship, but we shall not discuss that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I know. I'm, I, I'm also. I'm. But I'm. But I'm most curious about like besides Brainy again, like these, like you know, this new house and one that is. I'm really curious about Adam Strange. Yes, me too. I particularly really like Sean Sippos too, who plays Adam Strange. So I'm excited to kind of see what his character brings. I remember Sean from that terrible Merrill's Place reboot on the CW. Oh yeah, that was. Amazing. Hey, Katie Cassidy was on that. She was pretty good. She was. Her and Sean were like the only bright spots of that show. <laughs> and then they became she Black Canary and Adam Strange. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I hope we get to see his cosmo because that's that's the one thing we still like haven't got a you know an idea of like because in the comic he has this like you know really cool spacesuit and whatnot, and so I kind of really want to just see that already like i kind of just want to get a you know i at least want them to say yes you and you will get to see this i mean i mean yes people you will get to <laughs> wow i just it's all about me it's and, all about you yes yes yeah, you will get to see the suit. i mean i mean isn't krypton all about me anyways like, i mean if if i just wasn't so like stark and sarcastic so like what if like you know i don't know what if krypton didn't blow up <laughs> maybe i could have prevented it but i i don't know i'm just really really stoked like it, i mean th- again we, we i mean even though we didn't get to see too much from the inside of the show i feel like we I, i'm still very jazzed up for for, for krypton it's, kind of, it's i mean it's, it's just so funny like where i was with the show like three years ago like i mean i don't know, like when you guys first heard about like you know like, i mean you guys were kind of like huh you're doing a prequel prequel superman show I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people were just kind of like, huh. And now I'm kind of, you know, I'm glad people are really getting excited for this. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, we talked about this last time. In the beginning, I was just like, uh, oh, all right. I mean, but they've done such a really good job with promoting it that, you know, I'm really excited for it. Obvi- obviously, we're, we've, we've signed up to do the podcast. We wouldn't have done that if we weren't excited about it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, pay- I'm, I'm paying, I'm, I'm paying them, to, I'm just paying them to be actors and be like, you know, pretend that you love this. <laughs> Yes, that's how the internet works. No one's cutting me a check for this, so... <laughs> Who said you would get paid in checks? <laughs> I said you would get a payment of some kind. No, I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> so, yes, I think we're all ready for Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
definitely ready. I'm excited for it to finally be here. I feel like I've been waiting a really long time for it. And I'm like, yay, it's so close. Super excited. I'm also thinking about, like, because the, the, like, writer in me is always trying to think, like, you know, 10 seasons from now. And I was thinking today about, like, what if we get to a season where we find out that, like, Adam is in the wrong multiverse and this isn't the Krypton that blows up? Oh, my God. <laughs> I hadn't even... Because my, my just FYI on, for the CW shows, my headcanon that I decided on my own is that the reason that Kara doesn't, or Supergirl doesn't exist in, like, Earth on Earth 1 is because on Earth 1, Krypton didn't blow up. That's what I think, too, honestly. That's why she's on th- Earth 32 and, like, there's, you know, the Flash and Arrow have no Supergirl. I think that sounds about right. I honestly think that's probably what they're going to do. Um... You know, to kind of explain that because, I mean, if they ever do explain it, because it's just, I don't know, it's just weird, like, if, you know, Clark and Scar have always been out there, and yet... You've never seen them. Yeah. We've never seen them, it's kind of, or, I mean, they could have always, they could always do the Flashpoint thing, where it's like, Clark is, so, I mean, Clark and Carr are somewhere locked up by the government. Right. But I was just thinking, in terms of Krypton, it would be cool, like, if if the show ends up going, like, many, many seasons, you know, you get into, like, a fifth or sixth season or something, and they're like, you know, we're getting close to this event where Krypton blows up, what do we do? And then find out that they're in the multiverse, and this Krypton doesn't ever blow up. I think that would be cool. And then Sega goes, and you had me worried for nothing. <laughs> God damn you. Like, I just wouldn't want to go British on and be like, you bloody traveler, like, I, I can't do a British accent, but like, I just wanted to go, like, really, like, I want, I want to see, <laughs> I want to see Sega, like, unleash and so on. Like, I just want to see him, like, blow some steam. Um, and I'm I'm also, I'm just, I'm also stoked for the fact that, I mean, not stoked, but I'm interested in that we're going to see a House of L that is kind of, like, at its rock bottom, basically. Yeah. Yeah, they're stripped of stripped of their title and everything. Can't be, be easy. easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I'm um, just you know, two more days. I mean, I guess it will be one more day by the time this episode comes out. So yes, soon. But yeah, just to reiterate, Sci-Fi is running all those uh, the movies and stuff. So if you're into that, you should definitely set your DVR. And- Watch Superman one and two. You can skip three and four. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if you look, if you look Christopher Reeve, like I would watch them. Yeah, although I did recently watch rewatch one and two. One is amazing. I love the first one. Two, two is a little rough. It doesn't make any sense. There are things about that movie that don't make any sense. <laughs> like. When Clark goes in the thing and, like, takes away all his Superman powers and they're in the Fortress of Solitude and then, like, they're at a diner somewhere and I'm like, how'd you get there? Just, I mean, if he can turn back time and if he can kiss someone so hard that he forgets something, I mean, I'm sure we can accept that. Yeah, that seems, like, kind of low on the totem pole. Of, yeah. Um, but you don't have Come on, come on, Michelle. Come on. I mean, it's, it's something that like really bothers me. Like I just sat there the whole time and I was like, wait. And then he goes back to the fortress. I'm like, how did you get back there? No, like, this, how- is like, 
this is like me and my I let let me just preface this by saying that I love Supergirl. I think it's amazing. But I just every time Kara is wearing an outfit which should be physically impossible to conceal the Supergirl outfit. <laughs> like and she just suddenly rips it off in her Supergirl outfit, including the boots. Is <laughs> I have more problems with the cape like, being like that's why that I, sometimes it bothers me so badly. It just takes me like right out of the show. I'll be like, "Where were the boots? Where? Oh, no, no, no. I totally, I'm totally with you because I have the same thing with Superman and Supergirl about the cape. Where is the cape? Where are you hiding the cape? And it doesn't Especially even make Supergirl. You can't tuck that into your stockings. I'm gonna see it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone in this. No, you're not alone. These are things that plague me as well. And I'm always like, maybe she keeps the boots under her desk. Like, I don't, like, how does she not, how, how are there not, like, lines from the she stuff? She also like, does her hair in, like, three seconds. And it looks perfect every time. I mean, super speed. Yeah, that the yeah. oddly, sadly, probably, the hair thing I can buy much easier than, like, she's just walking around her regular day, like, work outfit. And nobody's like... Carl, why do you have really weird lumps like all in the back of the outfit? Because you have another outfit hidden under it. Yeah. Like, how does no one notice this? I'm still I'm still bitter that Flash doesn't have a flash ring. They have to always run to that stupid like place in Star Labs and pick it up. It's like Jesus. Like Harry's I mean, Harry Wells, make yourself useful for once this season and just make him a flash ring. You know, it's funny, I have to read this. So on my podcast yesterday, we were talking about The Flash and um, Eric was complaining about Flash time and how, like, he didn't like it. And so someone sent me this quote from Grant Morrison. (laughs) So I have to read it. Because this applies to what we're talking about right now. It's kids understand that real crabs don't sing like the ones in Little Mermaid. But you give an adult fiction and the adult starts asking really um, expletive, dumb questions like, how does Superman fly? How do those I-beams work? Who pumps the Batmobile's tires? <laughs> it's a it's, it's a expletive made-up story, you idiot. Nobody pumps the tires. <laughs> Alfred pumps the tires. Alfred pumps the tires. I was, I, as soon as I was dying laughing about it. who pumps the tires. I'm like, oh my god. I don't know. I'm, so like, I'm sitting here being like, how is this even a question? Of course, Alfred like handles all of the Batmobile maintenance. What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, duh. You know, it begs the question of like, you can, you, we can sit here and completely accept that like Barry Allen can run like a speed, like super speed, but we're going to be like, but I mean, where do they get money from? <laughs> I know. But so really, how does he afford that apartment? I'm just saying. Like, I mean, I don't want anymore either. I'm confused. Like he hasn't had a job in how long? Like I'm just assuming that that he, he l- listen. He's been unemployed. He's he's currently on a, he's currently on a leave of absence. And I want to know more how Oliver Queen is financing financing himself of you know anything. This woman pays for everything. How does Felicity, Felicity make money? For- oh, by hacking that's accounts. Okay. That's oh, but leave her company. Oh, I. I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, it, see, this is the thing, though. Like, if you make the bare... This is how, like, fanish I am. All you have to do is make, like, the barest attempt to explain something. And I'll be like, okay. 
So, yeah, Oliver Queen has a bunch of money because someone left Felicity an entire company for, like, pretty much no reason. Cool. I got it. Yeah, I totally (laughs) bought Like, that's fine with me. Like, it makes sense on Arrow. I'm like, yeah, Felicity just pays for everything. It's fine. Like, I just need you to, like, try. Like, just come up with, like, some stupid one-off reason that I can just stop thinking about it. I'll be like, oh, well, yeah, that doesn't really make any sense, but it's what they said it was. And then I can let it go. Just make an effort. I agree. I'm excited Krypton will make some more sense, though. Well, they have no choice. There's no superpowers, so it has to be rooted in some type of reality. Well, I mean, yet. (laughs) Well, yet. I mean, you never know. I mean, you never know where they could go. I mean, if we're going to be, I mean, guys, these are technically aliens. If we're going to be brutally honest, like, like, let's, let's not kid ourselves. Like, they may look human. They may have powers. But, like, to us, they would be aliens as much as we would be aliens to them. They are advanced technologically, so. Well, I mean, let's. I mean, we we will see. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe with technology, yeah. But like, you know, as a society, let me let's see. I mean, if they're not. I mean, was didn't this even joke in in the um, in, uh, in the in the special that it, what was it that she said? Because we were talking about like how people are are born on Krypton and whatnot, and like they're not like they don't have you know they don't have sex anymore, and so it's kind of like you know like well. That should speak a little bit for the society, I, I, I suppose. <laughs> I'm not. Fr- I'm. I, I probably. I'm not throwing shit. I just found that part of Krypton really interesting in Manistee, where I'm like, so man, like, what do they do when they're sexually frustrated? Then, <laughs> like, it's like it's like Snickers, like really like in high high demand on Krypton, or like whatever Snickers would be called on Krypton, um, Snookers. I don't know. I don't know something. I guess we'll find out on Wednesday. Wednesday night is 10 p.m. on Sci-Fi. 10 p.m. That's crazy, by the way. <sighs> hey, maybe you know it'll be a little, uh, you know, not so kid friendly. Little they might, answer your, they might answer your question. Oh, oh. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, that would go. Get the writers see what they, see what they say. We should probably tweet them and ask them, be like, you know, so. <laughs> how so? Like how? Like how I dark is this show going? Frustration on Krypton. Yes, I mean I, it, this is this is really crucial. Like, are, like do like do, are, I mean, are there Snickers? After if there are Snickers, like what are you gonna do then? I mean, like they don't they don't even have Netflix and Shielder. So like, I mean, what, what are they supposed to do? These are important questions that need to these are, these these are important answer. questions. And I just There's made this podcast really, really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. On that note. Listeners, don't worry. I'm not going to be on every week. On social media. Hmm? I said, tell the folks at home where they can find you on social media. I don't think they want to find me on social media anymore. No. <laughs> I, uh, I, they can find me at uh, Andrew Bacht on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Bacht is spelled B-H-B-K-H-T. I co-host the Flash Podcast and the Tides Podcast on the DC Podcast Network. And actually, as a type of, type of recording, time of recording today, I it was actually announced that I'm going to also be co-hosting um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Podcast for the Thunderquack Podcast Network. So follow at Sabrina underscore podcast. And uh, I'm really, I'm really stoked for that that show. Uh, I'm also just stoked for a, a comic book Netflix show that isn't Marvel. Um, I I do things for TV Fanatic. I run the Mall Port, and I um, what else do I do? I sleep, but Everything. that's not. Yeah, I do, I do. I do. I mean, 
I am actually Segal. Like, you know, camera stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, thank you for filling in for me. But, like, I, bro, I got this. Like, you know, this British acting, it ain't, it ain't fooling anyone. Um, but um, also, if we were going to WonderCon this weekend, which yeah, I know Krypton will be present at, and you spot me, you know, from, you know, listening to Flashpoint, or even here in Krypton, I guess, you know, come say hi. I promise I will be half as, I will be less as awkward as I was uh, on in these last 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I hopefully won't... we got some good news from there. Yeah, I, you know, I, I almost wonder if this premiere is really like well received and so on and the rain all that, I wouldn't be shocked if we get a season two pick up. That'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? It would be great. Mm-hmm. But at least that's, that's right, right? some dirt, so that'll be good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lacey, where can they find you? Oh, I am at Lacey MB, L A C Y M B on Twitter and Instagram, and Lacey Bogger on Facebook. Uh, what do I do these days? I recap The Flash at Telltale TV. I write about Doctor Who at Culturist, and I spend a lot of time yelling about a lot of things on Twitter. So come yell about them with me. <laughs> Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at MimiC1019. That's M-I-M-I-C 1019. You can find my writing at uh, TV Stores Magazine. I recap Riverdale, and I'm going to be recapping Krypton as well. This week, I'll write an article about something. Um, but you can follow that on Source Magazine. I also host that's H-A-S-H-T-A-G-T-V Geek. So you can find me over there talking about other things. Um, yep, that's all the stuff that I do. <laughs> And as far as the podcast, you can visit us at kryptonpodcast.com for all the latest news, photos, trailers, descriptions, and more about Krypton, along with the latest episodes of the podcast. You can follow the podcast on social media at Krypton Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to the Krypton Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. And while you're on iTunes, if you could hit us up with a five-star review, that would be great. We would really appreciate it. And uh, let us know what you enjoy most about the show um, and about, you know, what you, you like listening to us. If there's anything specifically you'd like us to talk about on here let us know um you can follow the entire dc tv podcast network featuring um podcasts like arrow the flash supergirl legends of tomorrow i zombie black lightning the classic dc tv shows um and the upcoming titan shows at dctvpodcast.com you can follow the network on social media at dctv podcast on facebook twitter and instagram and last but not least you can subscribe to the mega feed on itunes stitcher radio and google play if you have any questions or thoughts about Krypton, email us at kryptonpodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on the Krypton Podcast. <laughs>